Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, episode 114, we're going to do something totally different. We've never done this before on the podcast, so I'm really excited to share this with you. Because I want to get your feedback and see if you get any value out of this today. And if you do, I want to do more of this moving forward on the podcast. What we're going to do differently is I'm going to share some recordings of some live coaching sessions that I've recently did with some of my students that are finishing up what we call our Leadership Accelerator Program, which is really kind of our onboarding process for all of our new members of our Legacy Leadership Academy. It's really the foundational mindset coaching piece that we have all of our new students start with. And a couple of weeks ago, we did what we call hot seat sessions. So we do these inside of our program all the time where we take some of our students. And basically what I do is I give them live coaching on Zoom for the benefit of everyone else in the program to hear. And these three sessions in particular, I thought were so good so valuable because you know they cover what I really believe to be the biggest issue for most of us, which is negative thinking. Learning how to overcome our own negative thoughts and our beliefs about ourselves that hold us back is one of the biggest challenges that we all face, but it is the most important thing you must do if you truly want to create a breakthrough in your business. And so as a part of this session, I was coaching people working through this exact topic. How do you kind of overcome the negative thoughts that you have? And this is what we do inside of the Legacy Leadership Academy. We start all of our students out going through what we call our leadership accelerator process. And inside of that program, it's the first 30 days of them being a member. What we teach people right off the bat, and you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, is this idea That success is not a matter of doing, it is a matter of being. It's how you are showing up, who you are being in your business is really the thing that will determine your results. And what we learn once we understand this is that our external results, the size of our team and the amount of money we make is always going to be a reflection of our thinking, right? We introduced this concept called identity, which I've talked about before. This is the way that you truly view yourself and the way you feel about yourself in your business. And what we come to find is we all have these negative thoughts and beliefs about ourselves that hold us back. So inside of the Leadership Accelerator, over four different trainings in the course of 30 days, I give our students a step-by-step process of how to first become aware of these thoughts, but then how to change them. And we have people that see an incredible transformation in a very short period of time. It's funny, a lot of our Students will come in and we're gathering a lot of their testimonials for success stories who are just finishing. And this most recent round is a totally different training than we've done before. But a lot of them say the same thing. They say, you know, I really was kind of skeptical. I didn't think it was going to be possible for me to make such a breakthrough in such a short period of time. But boy, was I wrong. And the reason why we're able to help people do this is something that I teach inside of the program that I've personally come up with after studying psychology and success for years, all of the greats that are out there. And I've come up with something recently that I just introduced inside of our program called the formula for transformation. And this is understanding the role that your thoughts play in your eventual success and creating the results that you want. And our entire Leadership Accelerator program is built around this formula for transformation And I'm going to give you just a brief overview so you can get a better sense of what it is I'm coaching these people on because we make reference to, we call it the formula a lot. And this is the process that I'm helping them through. And basically what the formula states is this, it is our thoughts, not the circumstances around us that actually create our results, right? It is understanding this, your thoughts are just interpretations. See, we have these things in our life, our circumstances that are our reality, right? The size of your team, the amount of your check, the quality of the relationships you have, the quality of your physical health, your financial health. This is, these are just the facts of our life. What we do, though, is we think thoughts, we interpret our circumstances in either a negative or a positive way. And what winds up happening is this, and this is where the formula kicks in. 
if you think a negative thought, like let's say that you don't have a big team, that's the fact, but your interpretation of that is I'm not a good leader. That's your thought. That's a negative thought. Well, the formula teaches us this. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings are the things that drive our actions. And over time, our actions create our results. So if we go back to the example I gave you, if the circumstances you don't have a team, your thought is that means I'm not a good leader, which by the way, is just an interpretation, right? And how's that going to make you feel? Well, negative thoughts create negative feelings. And when you're not feeling good about your business, when you're discouraged and you're losing hope, how's that translate in terms of action? Well, most likely you're not taking action. And what's interesting about this is if we don't take action every day, what's going to happen? We're just going to repeat more of what we already have, which is no team, which is what we don't want. And what we do is we blame it on our circumstances. We think that life is happening to us that we don't ultimately have control. And here's one of the biggest eye-opening concepts that we introduce inside of this program. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. And when you understand that, And when you realize, when you trace back, the thing that's creating your results is your thinking. And if you can learn how to consciously choose a new way of thinking, if you can learn to look at your circumstances and start interpreting them in a way that serves you to the achievement of your goals, thinking positive thoughts, that creates positive emotions, that then causes you to show up and do the work. And what we do this is really powerful. Over the course of four weeks, we give our students assignments and we created a worksheet where I help them start to pay attention to and notice the negative thoughts that are holding them back. And we start dissecting them in a very step-by-step actionable process. And that's what I am coaching each of these three people through. Now, I will tell you, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but I promise you, if you stick around, it is going to well be worth your while because I can almost guarantee you that each of these people probably has something that you've struggled with in the past or that you're currently dealing with. And hearing me coach them, I promise you is going to be really helpful because you're going to feel like I'm coaching you, even though it is someone else. So excited to get into this with you. All right. So having said all that, I needed to just give you a little bit of context for these discussions. I want to move into session number one. And session number one is with Cassie. So I'm going to give you a brief overview in terms of what Cassie's struggling with. And I'm going to give you some of the key takeaways. Before you hear this session, I want you to plant some seeds in terms of what to pay attention to. So Cassie is struggling with second-guessing and doubting herself in all areas of her life, as a mother, as a wife, in business. And she has this belief when it comes to her business that it's just never going to happen for me. Now, going through this program, she's become aware of the fact that she has these negative thoughts But the problem is, is that she hasn't been able to change the actions yet. She struggles when it comes to prospecting and being consistent. In her words, she's constantly overwhelmed and feels as though she doesn't know what to do. And then that causes her to feel anxious and worry and doubtful because she's always worried about the fact that she's going to do it wrong and screw it up. So she's putting pressure on herself. Because ultimately, you know, this is one of the key areas that I focus on with her in this session. She has the belief that it is her job to control the results. It's her job to make people interested. And then what we find out is once we start peeling back the layers, this is a great session. All of this stems from issues of worthiness that are really at the bottom of it, that she's attaching her own self-worth to whether someone says yes or no. And some of the key recommendations I give her that I want to point out to you is number one, being able to show yourself compassion for the process, right? She's only a couple of weeks into this, so she just has to be patient with her ability to learn and implement. I talk, and this is the big thing, is I get her to understand that ultimately you do not have control over the results. It's not your job to make people interested. You can't control the yeses or nos. You can influence it by using the right approach, but ultimately it's not up to you. So the ability to let go of that control, this is something that keeps a lot of us stuck. And then the last thing is, is getting her to understand that there is no amount of money in the world or no amount of yeses that will ever make you feel any more worthy than you do right at this moment. And just a heads up, 
She's got a beautiful little baby that gets a little ornery towards the end. So we have like a minute where there's a little bit of background noise, but it subsides after that. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Cassie. And then when we're done this session, I'll come back on to give you a little bit of context for session number two. Let's show a little bit of compassion for ourselves and be realistic that in the span of, let's just say, even two weeks that we're probably not going to make a ton of progress on something that's taken us our entire life to get to this point. Because it sounds to me like you're just beating yourself up. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of other judgments and thoughts about yourself. That's normal. I find that's a recurring theme in my life. It's normal for all of us. You have this expectation of how far you think you should be. And the reality is you're not. So your expectations are not meeting reality and that's causing you pain. They're just thoughts on top of thoughts that you're having. Yeah. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to be able to have some compassion for yourself for where you are. Can you show yourself a little bit of compassion and give yourself some time to be able to start chipping away at this? Yeah. Um, I tell myself, you know, that I'm taking baby steps. I'm a beginner at this. I can't be an expert overnight at anything in life. I have to grow, you know, and give myself the time to do that. But it's difficult because I get overwhelmed easily. It seems like my go-to reaction is overwhelmed, confused. I don't know what to do. Almost all of my thoughts from last week, it was, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it right. I don't know where to start. I can't do this. Could you give me one specific example of when you felt this and what caused it? When I sit down to work. Okay. Anything to do with my business. When I'm just doing life, you know, I mean, I have a couple of where, you know, my little two-year-old wasn't listening and the feelings that that created, you know, and not having support from friends and stuff in my business. But all of that doesn't cause me a huge amount of turmoil emotionally and mentally. It's the business part. It's all consuming for me to where... I'm so clouded and it's so clustered up here that I can't even yeah. lay out yeah. my day because it's all I can focus on and how I can't do it the right way. Look, this is a common issue that we all have, right? We all struggle with this. Put me in your space. So you've got a block of time set aside to do work, right? You sit down and what are the thoughts that immediately cause you to start feeling that overwhelm? I don't know what to do. The first thought in my head every single time I sit down is, where do I start? I don't even know where to start. Why do you think that you don't know where to start? Because the things that I'm doing aren't working. And so I need to do something differently, but I don't know what. Okay. Let's look at what the circumstance is here that's causing you to think, I don't know what to do. The circumstance, the fact is that there are a lot of things that you can do. There are a lot of people that you can contact, right? I guess. That's what makes you feel overwhelmed because you're thinking about everything that you can do. Yeah, and the fact that I have to build a relationship with these people first. I don't want to just reach out and say, hey, saw all your posts or I I thought of you. Do you want to take a look at this stuff? Like That feels really awkward to me. I want to build a relationship first. Okay, so now we're getting into a different thought, but let's talk about this one. Here's the key to fixing this, Cassie, is we need to really drill down into specifics because this is the problem you're having. And this is a common problem. You're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling fearful because you're thinking about everything you need to do, right? And this is what fear causes us to do. It causes us to think too big. And then we think about how far we have to go to hit our goals. And then that becomes a very daunting and overwhelming task because how can we get there from here? And then that's where a lot of our default setting just becomes, well, I don't even know where to start. But what we fail to forget is this. Every single great accomplishment is accomplished through just a series of steps and action. So it doesn't matter how many things that there are that you can do. You can only ever do one thing at a time. So to address the first part of this before we get into specifics, okay, because I think getting into the specifics will help you a little bit more. The question, instead of you sitting there thinking about everything you need to do, because that's kind of the question that you're asking yourself, where do I start? The circumstance is I have a lot of things I could do. 
your interpretation is, I don't even know where to start, okay? A different thought that would serve you more would be, what is one thing that I can do right now that will be a step towards where I want to go? Who is one person that I can reach out to? What is one follow-up that I can do? Success is about a bunch of small little steps. This is where we teach you have to really learn how to focus on the daily disciplines, the habits, right? If you think really small and granular, it becomes less overwhelming because what you realize is all success is is a series of next steps. And what's important for you to understand is to also adopt the belief and the mindset that the result of those steps doesn't really matter. It's the taking of the steps. Okay. See, here's the interesting thing. I actually heard this said this way the other day, and I feel like this will resonate with you. Greatness does not lie inside of an achievement. An achievement is just showing the proof of the greatness. Greatness lies in the doing every day. You're demonstrating greatness every time you face your fear and show up and take action because you're growing. And the fact is you just caught in this kind of story that you've created that's keeping you stuck. You've lost confidence and you've lost belief in yourself, but it's there. You have the ability to do this. You just have to redirect your pattern of thought. Does that make sense? Yes. When I first got into the program with the free 14-day trial that you had, I went through all of the files in the back and I looked through all of them and I specifically targeted the time management So I, because I thought that was my issue. So I went mm. and I watched that and I mm. laid out my schedule and I did like a brain dump on Sunday and I laid everything out, scheduled my day and my week. And then I have it to where I want it. Like these are the things I need to do for my DMO or my IPA. And so from what I've watched other people do, this is how I get to be successful, how I grow. So I put those things down and then it doesn't happen. And my all or nothing mentality tells me that I have failed for the day. And that perpetuates that cycle of overwhelm, confusion. I don't know how to do this right. Mm -hmm. And it just starts over. So you've conquered the first part of the equation is you're starting to structure your day and your week more, which is a great first step, right? Give me a better understanding what happens during these time blocks that you have set up. You just wind up just kind of having conversations with people, but you never wind up actually bringing up your products or your business? I don't even really have an issue about bringing up the products or the business. I'm not afraid to reach out to people. Um, It's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not what I really struggle with. Consistency, following up with these people, um, continuing the process of developing them and motivating them to try the products. That's where I fall Sure. Most I've tried a couple different ways. I've taken an hour out of my day and I've broken it into four 15 minute increments and done a portion of my IPA each 15 minutes. Excuse me, because I'm home and I have a lot of things going on. I'm a stay at home mom. I have kids and stuff. And so that seemed to work. And then I've also tried when everybody goes to bed, I sit down for an hour to two hours and try to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. And so because I thought maybe it was because I would just had too need distractions and I couldn't focus on my 15 minute increments during the day. But then when I sat down at night with nobody and nothing on and around me, it's still the same issues. I get anxious thinking about sitting down to work because I want so badly to grow. And like, I truly feel like God has put this huge fire in my soul and I can't stop thinking about it. So I need to do it, but I get anxious thinking about it because I feel like I need to do it right and I need to do it the best way and I need to do it consistently in order to grow. And I feel like I'm failing at all of those. What does doing it right mean to you? Doing it the right way, seeing the results that I want. So doing it in a way that produces results. Your belief then is that you have control over the results. Yeah. Okay. So let's examine that for a second. Do you have control over whether someone says yes or no? I am starting to realize that I don't, but for an extremely long time, I was really hard on myself when I got a no, because I thought that I didn't approach them the right way or say the right things or present it the right way. And I turned them off. So let me ask this question to you again. It's a yes or no answer. Do you have control over whether someone says yes or no? No. Okay. So if that's the case, 
You do not have control over whether someone says yes or no. What do you have control over? The things I say to them. Just doing, taking action. And how I react to their answer. Yes. Good. That second part is key. So it's not the yeses that present a problem for you. It's the no's, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think a no means then? When that it I've done it wrong. Right. And not just that you've done it wrong, but maybe what else? Just doing it wrong is not the thing that causes you pain. What does that mean to you? That I'm not good enough to do this, that it's not going to work for me, that I'm never going to get there. Right. So that's at the root cause of a lot of this issue for you is you're attaching. By the way, this is what almost all of us do. We attach our own worthiness to whether or not someone says yes or no. Yeah. Because you have a thought and a belief that what you do and say will determine whether they say yes or no. Yeah. I'm not saying that the way that you approach someone doesn't have an influence on how the result comes out. But at the end of the day, we have no control over whether someone says yes or no. Here's the other problem, Cassie, that you have is when someone has told you no in the past, they're not just saying no to your products or your business. What else do you think they're saying no to? Me, big time. Right. So another thought that you had is I am being rejected. Yeah. Which is also tied back to issues of worthiness. Yeah. Okay. So let's examine that. When someone says no, Cassie, you know, I'm not interested in your products, not interested in your business. Are they saying no to you or are they saying no to what you're offering them? They're saying no to what I'm offering. So it has nothing to do with you when they say no. If you were to approach an interaction with someone and the thought that you had when you shared your products was, I don't have control. So let's pull some of these thoughts together because this is how you're going to help yourself. Okay. If the thoughts that were going through your mind when you're about to prospect is, listen, the only thing I have control over is whether I show up and do this for the next hour. I don't have control over whether they say yes or no. And if they say yes, great. If they say no, all it means is that the timing is not right in their life or they don't have a need for what I have to offer them. And if the timing is not right in someone's life and if they don't have a need for what you're offering them, why would you want them to buy or join you anyway? Yeah. Because they're not going to do anything. It also stems from the foundation of you acknowledging that you are enough and you are worthy and you don't need someone to tell you yes in order to feel more of that. Right. But do you see here just over the last five minutes, do you see here how we've identified a bunch of different thoughts that you've had that maybe you weren't even conscious of that were playing in your mind? Yeah. Up until about a week or so ago, I really didn't understand that I had this scarcity mindset and these huge, deeply ingrained limiting beliefs of not just that, you know, my business isn't going the way that I want it to, but that I am not enough. You know, these were my beliefs. I'm not enough. It's all up to me and I'm failing. And that's what's giving me that feeling and that thought that I'm never going to get there. Yeah. You know, objectively look at your own situation. How could you not have anxiety going into an hour's worth of work where you feel like every single thing depended on you being perfect, saying the right thing? being able to create the result that you want. I mean, you're putting so much undue pressure on yourself. That's the reason why you're struggling with this. Yeah. You need to take all that off your shoulders because at the end of the day, none of that is under your control. Yeah. And I also want you to just consider this as a possibility, okay? Maybe you're not where you want to be yet because you're not good enough yet. That's hard. Let me clarify. That doesn't mean that you're not worthy or deserving of success because you are. Because, and I say this all the time, there's no loving creator in the universe, in the world that would put a dream inside of your heart and your head for creating a better life without giving you what you need inside of you to make that a reality. You are enough. You do have what it takes, but maybe you're not good enough yet. And you want to know why I know that you're not good enough yet? Because if you were, you'd have what you wanted. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing about this conversation. Do you want to know why you're not good enough yet? Yes. Because you haven't failed enough with a healthy, positive attitude towards the no's, not looking at a no like it's less than, like you're not good enough or you did something wrong, but just understanding that the no's 
if we can adopt a positive, healthy attitude towards them, not attaching our self-worth to them, they give us the lessons that we need to grow and develop ourselves to become the person that we need to be. So isn't it interesting how the very thing that you want to resist, failure and no, is also the very thing that is keeping you stuck where you are? Yeah. Just because you have the wrong relationship to failure. Do you listen to my podcast at all? I haven't started, no. Okay. So I would probably recommend, and I would recommend as a follow-up to anybody that's watching this, listen to the episode that I just published last week and listen to the episode that will be published today or tomorrow. It's a two-part series on fear and failure. It's exactly what you need to hear. And it'll be a great follow-up to this because you'll want to hear some of these things over and over again. So you can listen to that and it will reinforce. You'll literally feel like I recorded this after we talked, but I recorded it last week. Yeah. So I'm working through the thoughts. Listen, you're on the right path. It's not even been two weeks yet. Look, there's no time frame here. You can't accelerate this process. This is a very intentional, challenging thing. But what I will tell you is in just the last 10 or 15 minutes, the work that I've seen you do tells me that not only can you do this, you will do this. Because I could see as we were having this conversation, you were having some of the same realizations that I was before I said it. And you were able to come up with a lot of this on your own. And that tells me that you're ready to do the work. You just have to commit to the process. Yeah. Getting over these thoughts and being able to manage them and just learning to work through them and to process them and not let them take over my life yeah. is helping you know, in all other areas. Because I, I just I feel like I am just on the verge of doing what I want to do. I just don't know how to just... My first piece of advice to you, because I can still sense this in your body language as you talk about it, you need to stop resisting the negative thoughts and making them wrong. Okay. Because they're not wrong. They're only wrong if you choose to believe them. Having negative thoughts means you're human. 50% of your thoughts will be negative and 50% will be positive. That will never change ever in your life. What will change is the thoughts you choose to believe. And the more we try to resist, because what happens is when we resist negative thoughts and negative emotions, we judge ourselves and make ourselves wrong for having them. And all that means is whatever we resist will persist. So what I'm asking you to do is accept them, but not define yourself by them. Be curious. Huh, I'm thinking really negative right now. That's interesting. Why am I doing that? I feel negative. What's caught? If you can start accepting all thoughts, good and bad, and become curious, and this is what the formula will give you the ability to do, that's when you will change your life because you will not make yourself wrong for having it. I feel like the thing that's really hitting me and making me contemplate really hard about, you know, on my thoughts is the language modifier of, of that I'm just thinking the thought. Yes. And it's making me uncomfortable when I use that language modifier because I think, okay, I'm just thinking the thought that I don't know how to do it right. Yeah. And then I start saying, well, what do I do with that? It makes you uncomfortable because it's challenging your current identity. Yeah. Because the thing is, is, you know, your brain wants comfort and security. It wants certainty. And even though you have these negative thoughts and beliefs that have created pain in your life and has held you back, it's certain to you. You know them. The minute you start challenging them and you force your brain to look outside of that, it becomes uncertain. It starts resisting you. And that's what you're experiencing right now. So you just have to recognize that as what it is, push past it, and continue to develop the habit of going through the formula process. And over time, you'll start to build that up and you won't resist it as much anymore. Okay. And then it'll literally just... You start having these negative thoughts and it's like really hard for you. And then you start to become curious. And then what happens, it actually becomes funny to you. It's kind of humorous because you become so good at separating yourself. You're the thinker of your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. It actually kind of becomes a game to you and it becomes funny for you to recognize the things that set you off and in the past caused you to react. But now you recognize them for what they really are. Yeah. Just the fact that you have a realization of this, that alone, your life will be different. It feels different. The certainty is something that I struggle with. I want to know that if I do this, if I do A, B is going to happen. That's what it's, it's challenging for me. 
That's still holding on to control, though. Yeah. If you do A, B is going to happen is still living in the realm of control. And it's not accepting that you just do A and whatever happens, happens. A may happen, B may happen. Either way, it's okay because that's what happened. So look, it's a process. We need to move on because we have a couple of other people, but this was really good. And I want to recognize you for really being willing to be vulnerable and courageous and share. This alone was a big deal for you, right? Huge. So you are on the right path. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for being part of the group. This is not the finish line for you here in the next couple of weeks. This is the starting line for you. So great job today, Cassie. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. All right. So for coaching session number two, we have Chelsea. So let me give you a little bit of backdrop here for the discussion with Chelsea. So Chelsea had a lot of the same issues that the first session had with Cassie. Her problem is that she feels as though she's doing a lot of the right stuff in her business, but she's getting frustrated because she's not seeing results fast as she thinks she could. Now, I'm going to just take a wild guess and say there's probably a lot of you out there that are like, amen, yes, that is me. I remember I felt that way for a long time in my business. But here's ultimately what the issue is. Just like with Cassie, her issue is with control, wanting to control the outcome, feeling as though it is her job to create the results. So I help coach her through and work through that. But I want you to notice something interesting with Chelsea. When we get into like digging in, getting clear, on the reality of where she is in her business and what she's done up to this point, what you'll notice is, and a lot of us do this, she has a very distorted view of her own success, right? What we find out is she actually has done some great things and she's got things headed in the right direction, but she's not focusing on that, right? She's interpreting these circumstances in a negative way, which is causing her to feel bad, which is affecting her action and results. What I try to do is I teach her how to reframe that how to interpret the reality of her circumstances in a different way so that it will serve her and create a positive emotion, which will help her create better results. And when we really, really dig, it's funny, these sessions are all the same. We just kind of keep pulling back the layers. What we find out is she's got this underlying belief that in order for her to become worthy, she's got to achieve her goal. So she's attaching her worthiness to the goal, which is always a problem because then it's an all or nothing proposition. What if you don't hit the goal? Look, one thing I can tell you, you're going to miss more goals in your life than you will hit. And if you're tying your own worthiness to the achievement of that goal, that is not an equation that is going to work for you long term. So we go through that. And then you'll also hear Chelsea talks a lot about her faith. She has a very strong faith in God. She feels as though she's being called to the work that she does by God, but she's struggling with this. And here's why is that she says that if God wanted this to happen for me, he would have made it happen by now. And she tells us that her and her husband have this really huge heart. That's what I love about Chelsea. She's got a huge heart for helping. She wants to serve. She has this vision of doing mission work. And it's causing her a lot of suffering because she feels like she's so far away from where she wants to be in that area. And so some of the key recommendations I give her that are really important to understand is number one is acceptance. We must learn how to start accepting the reality of our situation, even if we have expectations, uh, something different, right? You know, anytime we have expectations, which just means that we think the reality of our circumstances should be different, that causes us the pain and suffering. But the question you have to ask yourself, is it the circumstance causing it or is it your thought about the circumstance? That's a key distinction that we give. And then the other thing I really drill down for her is this, is that This idea that maybe a different thought is that success and greatness isn't defined by you achieving that next rank or hitting that goal. What if success is defined by you just showing up every day? What if greatness is you showing up and doing the things that will lead you to the goal? Because eventually, here's what we realize. There's no amount of money or accomplishments in the world that will ever make us feel enough if we're starting from that place. And then when it comes to God, the question that I pose to her, and I think this is a really powerful one, which is the problem that you're having now is you're relying on your own timeline. And the question I pose to her is, what if God has a different plan for your life? What if you have this big vision of serving? What if God is preparing you for that? What if you're not ready yet? What if it's a test? Right. And I give her some really valuable advice in that area as well. So, once again, 
Some similar issues to the first one that we did with Cassie, but a lot of new and different stuff that I think you're going to find incredibly helpful. So without further ado, here's my session with Chelsea. So your comment was that you feel that you're doing a lot of the right stuff. You've started to change some of your self-talk and thinking patterns, which is a great start. You've been doing your daily IPAs, following up, leading your team. Your husband is supportive and you feel you're worthy. And it sounds like you've got kind of a big goal set in your sights. Where you get hung up is, why can't you get there? Why can't you rank up? Is it just too soon? And it's a case of, you know, don't quit before the results come in. One of the thoughts that you have a hard time shaking is related to your faith. And it is, if God wanted this to happen for me, then it would. And then you go down that negative thought pattern, right? Of what am I doing wrong? Am I, you know, not following the word enough and all that stuff. So is that a kind of an accurate assessment of where you're at right now? Right. Yeah. Anything in addition that you'd want to add to that? No, just that with uh, Cassie there, one of the things that resonated with me was the control part. It's Mm. doing all these things and then not being able to make people sign up or, you know, make people join me and that, and that kind of thing. So I do recognize that I struggle with just letting the result of my activity be left out there, I guess. What do you mean by that, by left out there? If people say no, or if they don't respond or whatever it is to just keep going. And in one of your trainings, I really got a kick out of the go for the nose. So I was running around the house and my husband was laughing at me and I'm like, I got another no, you know, and that kind of thing. So just kind of keeping that in perspective that that's part of the process. You're going to do your best. You're going to put it all up there. And how people react is not my responsibility. Yeah. Is that helpful for you to have that realization? Yeah, absolutely. So have you done that in the past where you have put it Um, really looked at it like it's my job to create the result that I want, make them interested. Right. Correct. And then also the doubting of maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I should have led with this instead of that. Doubting the process, I guess, of that people need the exposures and such. Here's a piece of advice I would give you. And this is kind of a different way to say what we were trying to say to Cassie is it's okay to fail in the attainment of a goal or a result, but it's not okay to fail taking the action. Right right? Because it's ultimately not our job. I'd like to dig into the circumstances of your situation that's causing you to feel this way. So the circumstances are the facts. You've been in your business for how long? Really seriously, probably since February of this year. Less than a year. Okay. Have you ranked up at all? Yes, the first. Okay. So you've hit the first rank. And when you say you've got this kind of goal set in your sights, is it the next rank in your compensation plan? Yes, my team is growing and you know coming right along and, and I feel like this decision to be a part of your training is one of the most important things I needed to do mm. for my self-work that, that needs to happen. Yeah. So then it's just now it's just kind of been a waiting game. Like I was almost there last month and I was almost there, you know. What's the negative thought that's causing you the pain and suffering? When you look at your um, circumstances, so you've been doing this since February, you've hit the first rank. What's your interpretation of that circumstance that's causing you pain? I think it has to do with, because I'm definitely introvert and a lot of this stuff has changed for me, leading worship at church and doing all these kinds of outside of my comfort zone things has been a huge change for me in the last couple of years. So now that I'm reconnecting with people and reaching out and you know building those relational banks, I often feel like, well, if I was more extroverted, you know, my whole life, this would be so much easier for me. And maybe I'm just not that likable and Mm. I'm trying to be, or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's one of the negative thoughts. Okay. So let me try to help you with the one that I'm looking for that I know you have that you're just not aware of yet. So February, March, April, May, June, July, you've basically been in your business for six months, give or take. And by your own admission, you said this, you've hit an accomplishment, you hit your first rank and your team is growing. Is that fact? Yes. Okay. Do you think there are other people that are in your company that have been in for six months that haven't even hit that first rank yet? The answer is yes, there's a lot of people. (laughs) Can we dig into this? Because you don't believe that. Do you really believe that most people that join your company hit the first rank in their first six months? 
Well, okay. So let me explain. This is why I'm hesitant. So the first rank actually for me was last year. So I've been stuck, but then I knew that I needed to like get going and dig into working my business. Are there people in your company that haven't hit the first rank yet? Oh, yes. A lot of people? I'm sure a lot. Okay. So have you accomplished something that a lot of people haven't accomplished in your company? Yes. Do you view that as a positive or a negative? Because it sounds to me like you're viewing it as a negative right now. (laughs) I suppose I am, yeah. And why do you think that you're viewing it as a negative? What's the thought that's in your mind? Could the thought be that you feel you should be further ahead right now than you are? Yes. Okay. So that is an interpretation, right? Your company, do they publish a timeline of how long it's supposed to have you hit each rank? And if you're not doing it in a certain amount of time, then you are a failure? Is there anything that exists like that? No. Okay. So it's all really just your own interpretation. There is no guideline on how long it should take you to do certain things. Yeah. So your thought is you should be further ahead and that's what's causing you pain. That's what's causing you to not appreciate the fact that you've hit a rank that a lot of people haven't hit yet and that you actually have a team that's growing. Now, your other thought is probably, well, it's not growing as fast as I want. So once again, that's another thought. So your expectations don't meet reality and it's causing you pain, even though there's a lot of other people that would look at your situation and say, I wish I had Chelsea's business. I wish I had a team that was growing. I don't even have a team. Right. So is this a case of you focusing on the negative instead of the positive? Oh, for sure. Okay. What would be a thought that you could have that could replace, you know, I'm not where I think I should be When you look at your circumstances, what's a thought that you could have that would be different that would help you? Just that every day I'm closer. Every step I make and every reach out I do and every team member I, you know, bring alongside me makes me that much closer. Closer to what? To the next goal. And what will hitting the next goal make you? I'm not really sure. Why is it important for you to hit it then? I guess that just because how, how most of companies... I would assume work is as you are growing your teams and you're helping them grow their own team. That for me would be a big accomplishment because I have then helped three other people get to this level that I'm at. And what will that make you feel? I guess more of a worthy team leader. So the thought is that hitting this goal will make you more worthy. Yeah, I suppose. Right. Do you believe that? No. No. But you've been thinking it. But I think that, yeah. Right. So here's a a different thought. Try this one on and see how this one feels. I'll never be more worthy than I am right now. And I don't need to hit a goal in order to feel that way about myself. Here's another thought. What if success was not defined by hitting a goal? What if success was defined by showing up every day and it was in the doing? What if you're successful every day that you show up and you serve? You're falling into a very common trap that people fall into in this profession where we... And by the way, thank you for being honest, okay? Because that's not an easy thing to do. Admit that you know, you're tying your own worthiness to hitting a rank. But this is what happens in this profession. I call it the achievement mindset. And in my book that I'm writing right now, I'm writing a whole chapter on this. How we feel as though if we just keep achieving and doing more and making more and hitting more ranks that we'll reach a point where we finally feel enough. Here's the problem. And you've already experienced this and you don't even realize it. We hit a goal. It doesn't make us feel enough. And we automatically focus on the next goal. You've already hit a goal. Granted, it was the first goal, but you still hit it. And that didn't change the way you felt about yourself. So now let's focus on the next goal. That'll be the solution. And then you'll get to that next goal and you still won't feel any different. And then you'll focus on the next goal. And here's what happens is the entire journey, we lose our sense of happiness and joy and fulfillment. We trade off all these things thinking that there's some destination in the future that will bring us what we want. And Chelsea, the thing you have to realize is you'll never in your life will you ever be more happy or worthy than you are right now. You just have to get clear on that and get present to that. And start focusing on what you have and what you've done instead of what you haven't. Because if we have negative thoughts, we're going to have negative feelings. But 
we can start forcing ourselves to think positive thoughts and different thoughts. It will create different feelings and it will influence the way we show up. That's what the formula teaches us. Right. Is that helpful? Absolutely. Can I just touch on the part of, you know, not feeling that God is behind me in this? Yeah, I'm going to go there next. It's a good segue. So yeah, what do you have to say on that topic? Okay. By the way, I am completely, you know, happy in my life and so thankful for where I am and what my husband and I do together. So the goals and the moving forward with my business and really wanting it to explode, I guess I could say, is because of our heart for missions and our heart to serve and our heart to give. I just keep holding on to that. God knows our hearts. He knows where we would put our gains. You know what I mean? So we both great paying jobs. We don't need it for our own ends meet, right? Yes. Trust me, I'm thankful for this. I'm not trying to be braggy or anything, but I, I know that our time freedom and financial freedom would help us do more of what we love to do. Yes. You and your husband have this big vision to serve in your life and it hurts because you're not there yet, right? So let me give you another possible thought, okay? Because you brought God up. So let's talk about God. You want to know what God wants you to do? He wants you to show up and serve the people you have in front of you today. And it's interesting because you're clearly a person of faith. What you're doing is you're relying on your plan and your timeline instead of God's plan and God's timeline. Right. Yeah. And maybe, control. <laughs> but maybe, you know, have you ever considered that God's not ready to bring those blessings into your life because you're not ready for them yet? Mm-hmm that God is still growing you into the person that you need to become. Mm -hmm. Look, I relate very much to this conversation because I've always had a big dream in my heart to serve and it hurt. It was lonely in those early days of my business where I knew I had this big dream, but it wasn't manifesting in front of me. And, you know, sitting on the precipice of it today, what I realized looking back is I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't the person that I needed to be in order to serve at the level that I wanted. And what made me the person was the journey and the challenges that made me the person that I am, that helped me discover and refine the gifts that I had that he had given me, which were much bigger than just myself. Mm -hmm. So all I'm asking you to consider is to be able to really have faith in the fact that there is a bigger plan for your life that there is an order to the way that this is rolling out. And listen, not for nothing, you've been in this thing for less than a year, pretty much. Like, let's have some realistic expectations here. You want to know where I was at the end of my first year? I didn't have a single person on my team. So guess what? You're already ahead of me. Does that make sense? When we look back, Chelsea, what we realize is a lot of times our biggest disappointments and our biggest failures and challenges become our greatest gifts once we get on the other side of them. Because it allows us to connect with people at a depth that we were not able to do before because we've experienced pain and suffering. And maybe you're just kind of still going through that process. But you have to be faithful and show up and serve the people that are in front of you. And that's the ultimate test and assignment for you to get to the level that you want. It's all just another step in that direction. Is that helpful? Absolutely. Yes. What would be your big takeaway from this conversation? What are some of the key thoughts that you need to really start kind of thinking more to create the emotions and feelings that you want? Even more gratefulness for where I'm at and being excited about the process on a daily basis. And I am excited about how I have, you know, begun the transformation. So I just need to be more excited for like those next steps and days and weeks and years or whatever it takes for God to grow me into that person that is going to change the world. (laughs) And some other key thoughts for you are, I'll never be more worthy or deserving than I am right now. And stop focusing on the entire journey and just start focusing on the next step. Mm -hmm. That's what we do is we focus on where we think we want to be or need to be or should be. We're not there. And that creates the pain and suffering, the disparity between that, the gap. Just focus on where you are today and what's one thing that you can do to help you live out God's mission and purpose for your life. Serve that person that's in front of you. Show them love. Show them compassion. 
share your product or your business in a way where you're looking to impact and transform. And it is those series of actions every single day. You'll pick your head up one day and you'll be like, I can't even believe where I'm at right now. Look, I'll tell you, you know, these last four years for me, it's just been a series of just step after step. I lift my head up and I look at where I am today versus where I was five years ago. Never in my wildest imaginations would I've been able to dream this up for myself and my life. But you want to know what? I just focused on the daily doing and that's what you need to do. Right. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you for being on the hot seat today and thank you for sharing. A lot of people have the tissues out for this one. So this has been a really good discussion. So Chelsea, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we have Haley. Now, Haley has a different issue. Okay. And what's interesting is, so Haley at this point has sat through the first two sessions. So it's kind of funny because what we wind up doing, and I bet a lot of you have been doing the same thing. We start coaching ourselves when we hear other people get coached. So a couple of the issues that she had, we kind of get right to the heart of, cause she's like, yeah, I get it. But her biggest issue is this. See, Haley has a bigger business. She's had a lot of success. She's a leader in her company. But her issue is that her team is actually doing worse this month than it did last month, right? The volume that she's going to do this month is down. It's less than. And so one of the things that we teach our students in this process is once you identify the negative thought, we sometimes give you this intermediate step instead of just replacing it, which, look, if you've been thinking a negative thought your whole life, like I'm not good enough, all of a sudden then saying, okay, I'm just going to start thinking I'm amazing. It's too far of a leap for people. So what we do is we teach this strategy called language modifiers, where we take this negative thought and we give you different things that you can add to it to make it more of a neutral thought. So an example would be instead of saying, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of success, going from there all the way to, you know, I am super successful and amazing, it's more of a neutral statement would be something like, you know, I am no less deserving of success than anyone else, right? That's a more believable place to start than I am amazing in everything I've always dreamed of being. Or another example that I've heard used that I thought was really good is, you know, if you struggle with issues, you know, with your body and the way that you look, instead of saying, you know, hey, I feel like I'm ugly or this or that, all the way to, hey, I am beautiful and amazing. It's just acknowledging I have a body. It's more of a neutral stance. So we actually teach these strategies, these modifiers. And Haley was struggling with this because her negative thought that she identified that she wanted to use the formula on was my team is doing worse this month than it did last month. One of the language modifiers that we give is just adding the words, and that's okay. And her point was, I'm struggling because that doesn't make sense to me. My team is doing worse this month than it was last month, and that's okay. So I give her a little bit of clarity because her confusion was she was starting from the wrong place, which I'll break down for you in the coaching session. But she struggles with a lot of the same things that the first two hot seats did as well. But here's the key point I want you to pay attention to in this session. She feels like she is failing her team because she is not helping them promote rank and see success. And she puts a lot of pressure on herself in this area. And I bet you a lot of you do the same thing. And she even says, I have such great relationships with my team. I love them so much. But what we find out is that's actually getting in the way of her leading them. So the key recommendations I make to her are understanding, number one, you are not responsible for people's success. Number two is that maybe being a great leader is something very different than what you have in your mind. And then I go into what does it really mean to lead from a place of love? And what we find out is it's much different than what she had been thinking, but it's that very thing that's actually creating the problem for her. So this is a little bit more of a higher level discussion for those of you that have teams and are working with other people but equally as valuable. So here we go. Let's get into the session with Haley. Hey, Haley, how are you? Hey there, I'm great. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, sticking around here for the first two. Of course. So I'm going to do same thing with you. I'm going to do a quick recap and then we will add anything you want and then we'll kind of dig into it. Sound good? Okay. So your question was, what if your thought isn't related to you? For example, one of your thoughts that you wrote down was that your team is doing worse this month than you did last month. You weren't sure of the modifier you should use. For example, my team is doing worse this month and that's okay because we'll bounce back. You're just thinking 
that my team is doing worse than it did last month. It seems like none of those are really resonating with you or helping you feel any better. So the question is, is there another modifier? Should you use a different situation? How do you get through it? Is that a pretty good assessment of where you're at? Yeah. So let me ask this. I don't know if you heard both hot seats, but is there anything that you've heard that you could give yourself a little coaching to help you in terms of what you're doing? Yeah, I think we can pretty much wrap this up now. (laughs) I've got a specific point I want to help you with. So I just want to help give you some clarity, but give yourself some coaching now. I think this would be a kind of a cool exercise. What would you say to yourself now that you've got some of this additional insight? Well, I feel like Cassie and I are kind of cut from the same cloth when it comes to being in control or having expectations of ourselves. And then with Chelsea, you know, I identify with where she is when it comes to having this big dream for your business and for your life and your family and serving others to some other capacity, but getting caught up in what's next Mm. as opposed to enjoying the journey and really focusing on the moment, so to speak. So your comments, I'll never be more worthy than I am right now. And you know what God wants you to do is show up and serve the people that he puts in front of you today. I've taken a lot away from the last three weeks in the training. I've done go for no, essentially, in my business. I even put out a no challenge to my team this month was to chase as many no's as possible and do as many reach outs as possible in order to get those no's. And I think for me at this point, the no is not what shuts me down. It is the internal feeling overwhelmed that in some way I am failing my team. I have an amazing team. I've been in business for seven years. My business has allowed me to leave my corporate life and do this full time around my two children, uh, first grader and a two-year-old identified with Cassie with two-year-old too. So I'm very, very grateful for all that God has given me through this business I know that he has a big plan. My biggest desire at this point is for my team to get to where I am, you know, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to continue to advance in title and everything to show them that it can be done. And it's not just people at the top per se. Have you had people on your team that have progressed and succeeded and hit rank? Yes. Let me ask you this. Do you take full responsibility and all the credit for them doing that? Like it's all your job? I feel a lot of responsibility to get them there. Right. But are they successful only because of you? Oh, no. Okay. So why would the people that fail only be a failure because of you? Because it's easier to blame myself, you know? Yeah. So what's the thought that you have in this area that's causing you that pain or the belief that it's your job to make someone successful? Do you believe that to be true? Is that true? Is it your job to make someone successful? No. Could you do that even if you wanted to do it? I could will it. (laughs) I'll tell you, you might drive yourself crazy trying to will that with somebody. (laughs) So if you know that that's not true and it's not even possible, is it serving you to continue to hold on to that thought? No. Let me ask you this. If it was literally impossible for you to think that thought, that it's your responsibility to make people successful, how would your life be different? I think I wouldn't feel as anxious and not overwhelmed to the point of, again, I have an incredible team that I love and I feel like they love and support me. And we have a great relationship. Our team name is Team Together because we believe we're better together. I think that I have to come to terms with the fact that not everybody wants what I want out of my business. And I have to figure out or respect the fact that they don't and continue to find new people as opposed to trying to continue to pour into people that may not want the extent, you know, of success, whatever that is. That last point for you, I think is an important one, which is you can't really determine what success means. No. Success at your level is not necessarily what success for other people are. So who are you to say what success really means to them? Sure. And the thing I want you to think about is how holding on to this thought that it's your job to make people successful, how that may be influencing the way that you lead them 
in a not so great way. Maybe holding on and hanging on to people longer than you should. Maybe enabling them sometimes with their behavior. Maybe being afraid to confront people and hold them accountable at times because of the fear that you'll fail them or push them away. Mm -hmm. It's a scarcity mindset. Yeah. If you could not think that thought that it's your job to make people successful and that it's their job, they make themselves successful, I'm just here to support you. I want you to really think about how that would change your life. How would that influence the way that you lead people? Would you do things differently? Would you treat people differently than you are now? Would you not be afraid to step in and call someone out when they do something that you know is not good for their long-term success without the fear of damaging a relationship or pushing them away, knowing that that's your job to lead them? So my background is corporate HR, and I spent a lot of years investigating, suspending, and terminating people. And so for me, this business has kind of come full circle to allow me to pour into people as opposed to sever the relationship. I feel like this is more to build the relationship and to, you know, have that camaraderie and friendship and we're in this together and and all of it. And so as I continue to lead and the longer that I'm in business and the bigger my team grows and all of that, I think I've resisted being call a spade a spade, if you will, or have those conversations to hold people accountable because yeah, I did that for so long that I'm not comfortable in that anymore. I've been doing my business full time for the last four years. And so I'm not as comfortable with having those constructive conversations, if you will, as maybe I used to be. So do you know what you've resisted? You've resisted being a leader. That's what a leader is. Yeah. You've been a great friend. It's not that you haven't been a leader, but you've really fully resisted stepping into the true definition of a leader, which is this other stuff that we're talking about. And I bet you all of that comes back to this kind of thought that you have that it's your job. Because if you make someone successful, Haley, what does that also make you more of? How does that make you feel? More successful. Or more what? Needed. Needed, more worthy. Yeah. Do you feel as though it would be accurate to say that you've tied your own worthiness to your ability to help other people succeed in their business? Yeah, for sure. Is that something that you should do? No. If somebody succeeds, does that make you more worthy or any less worthy? No. But you've thought that thought. Oh, yeah. That's causing a lot of these problems that you have. Yeah. So you have to change that pattern of thinking. You are never being any more or less worthy than you are right now. You are not responsible for other people's success. And being a leader means you need to start doing these things that you've been resisting. Okay. The other thing that I'll give you, and this is real good, is these is almost like these have been like perfect because each one has had an additional insight. So thank you for being so honest and sharing because we don't get to that unless you're willing to do that. I do want to coach you though on your example because this is a common thing that people do. You told me your circumstance was that your team is doing worse than it was last month. Now, my question to you, is that a circumstance or is that a thought? It's a circumstance. Your team is doing worse than it was last month. Is a circumstance or a thought? Well, I guess it's a thought since the month's not over. Well, the key word is worse. Is it worse an interpretation? Yeah. So the circumstance is your team did less volume this month than last month. Mm -hmm. You're making that worse. Now you may say, but it is worse. It's less. (laughs) Well, that just means your idea of what you think it should be is different from the reality of what it is. Right. So that's your interpretation. The circumstance is my team volume was less this month than it was last month. And that's okay. Because you want to know what? It's not the last time your team volume is going to be less than it was the (laughs) month before. Sure. I can tell you one thing, you're going to have a lot of months of your team volume being. Now, the hope is you have more where it's more and you trend upwards, but that's business. That's the way this works. It will never not be that way. But we fight reality. We say it should have been the other way. You get that part? Yeah. So that's another thing is that sometimes we confuse thoughts for circumstances because we can't pick out that it's just an interpretation. Easy way to just tell the thought is anytime your thought is different than the reality, that's where it becomes an interpretation. Okay. 
So the reason why the modifier wasn't working for you is because you, you were substituting your thought from circumstance. So if you said, my volume this month is less than it was last month, and that's okay. Try that one on. That feels a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Then you saying my volume's worse this month, and that's okay. My volume was less. That's okay. It's part of business. There's going to be up months and down months. The key is not getting down yourself when there's a down month. Right. And that's what most of us do. We start beating ourselves up and we fall into that kind of negative pattern. We're not showing up. Negative thought, negative feeling, inaction, self-perpetuating result. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So was this helpful today? Yeah, it was. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, look, I know this was a little bit of a longer episode than usual, but if you made it this long, I guess I don't have to ask you if you enjoyed it because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. But here's what I would love to hear from you, though. I'd like to know if you'd like to hear more of this kind of stuff. You know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I love hearing these types of things. I love hearing other people get coached on their stuff because I find it really helps me process my own stuff hearing different people's perspectives. And here's the other powerful thing about this. There's something inspiring to know and empowering to know that you're not the only one that deals with this stuff. So I'd love to be able to do more of this, to share more of this on the podcast. If you want me to, let me know. Leave me a review inside of iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Say, hey, I liked episode 114. Do more of that. Send me a message on Instagram. You know, Do a screenshot. If you're listening on your phone right now, screenshot the episode. Tag me in it in your story. Send me a DM. I want to hear from you. I'd love to share more of this kind of stuff if you think it could be helpful in your journey as well. So, well, listen, everyone. Love all of you. Appreciate you for being here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care. 